0: Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. A new poll isn't looking good for Gavin Newsom. Mayor Todd Gloria rolled out a new housing plan, and San Onofre still needs a place to store nuclear waste. More on those topics after the news. An independent audit released Thursday says that former San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner and his staff withheld information from the city council and misrepresented facts about properties acquired by the city. The study also found that the Faulkner administration failed to conduct proper due diligence before entering real estate deals worth more than $230 million. The report included recommendations to prevent future real estate mishaps. Senior aides to Mayor Todd Gloria accepted many of those suggestions but rejected some proposals to improve oversight. The San Diego County Health Department announced 1,264 new coronavirus cases Friday, the biggest single-day bump since February 5th. Public health officials continue to urge the region's 556,000 remaining unvaccinated residents age 12 and older to get their shots as the Delta variant causes a fourth wave of infections nationwide. And in other coronavirus news, Ramil, a nine-year-old male snow leopard at the San Diego Zoo, has tested positive for coronavirus. The zoo said Friday that he was tested after having a cough and runny nose. It's unclear exactly how the snow leopard was exposed to the virus. He's currently being monitored, and the exhibit is closed. Chris Reed is the deputy opinion editor at the San Diego Union-Tribune and our main editorial writer. Chris and I caught up this afternoon about the big news this week and his takes on them. Chris, we have an editorial out today saying that essentially Gavin Newsom's recall is more likely than we previously expected. Why is that?
1: There's a lot of feeling that he has not handled the drought well. There's a lot of feeling that he's not handled the pandemic pretty well. And I've always thought there's kind of this gap between how enthusiastic you know, the in crowd is about Newsom and how the public feels about him. When he went to the French laundry restaurant during the height of the pandemic after telling people to stay home, I think that just stuck in people's craws a lot. But the, the really interesting thing about the poll to me is that while Newsom nominally is not being recalled, the numbers are in his favor. The intensity is entirely on the side of people who don't like him as opposed to people who really like him, with some exceptions. And so that matters in a a special election. And he could well lose. I'm shocked, but he could.
0: Yeah. So the poll that came out, it was from Nextstar Media's Inside California Politics. It found that 43% of state voters backed to recall, 48% were opposed, and 9% were undecided. I mean, there's not a clear majority here at this point. I mean, could he do anything to uh, sway voters?
1: Well, I mean, if if, uh, the the latest surge in COVID goes down, that that would help, but he has already indicated he's not going to go back to a statewide ban or a statewide call versus a lockdown. Even though uh, under the the rates of new cases, we would be in a lockdown again if we had the old color-coded rules. So I'm not sure how much Newsom uh, can, can do in the short term, but it is pretty troubling if a guy can... Get elected or get recalled without evidence of clear incompetence or corruption it's it's kind of makes california voters look flaky
0: of his challengers are there clear favorites yet
1: larry elder the conservative talk show host uh, who was finally approved for the ballot this week after some hassles with the secretary of state's office is the leader in the poll that we just cited and tied for second are john cox the ranch santa fe businessman who used to beat by three million votes three years ago and our own former mayor Kevin Faulkner, considering the uh, how well Larry Elder is known, and considering the hospital, you know, the, the the fact that media types often do well when they run for office, I think he is quite likely to uh, to be the you know to get the most votes to re- replace Newsom. So it'd be interesting if we had a, a black conservative as governor of California.
0: So let's turn to housing. Mayor Todd Gloria rolled out a housing plan this last week. It's called Homes for All of Us. First of all, could you just tell me what's in it?
1: He wants to propose uh, changes in city policies to encourage more building of affordable housing. He wants to use uh, vacated commercial properties, uh, which is a very interesting idea for housing because of the Amazon toll on retail sales and storefronts. He also proposes ideas to try to increase uh, density in certain areas and to promote the use of public land for, uh, for, for construction of new homes. It's a relatively ambitious plan, but the problem as we lay out in an editorial is that these are very similar to ideas that have been proposed over the last 10 years and have really not done much to change the dynamics in California. And the fact that housing prices have surged during the pandemic just goes to show how terrible the problem is. I mean, it's insane that uh, a family has to make $125,000 a year to be able to afford a typical single family house. When I got to California in 1990, a family that made $50,000 could afford a single family house. It's, it's insane where we're at now.
0: Are you impressed by anything in the in the package?
1: I'm impressed by some of the stuff that uh, uh, Gloria has backed in the past, such as support for accessory dwelling units. We just add a unit to an existing parcel. That wasn't his idea, but it's something he supported. And I'm impressed by his willingness to consider uh, broad things. But I'm overall, I'm really not that impressed because we're not copying what is working in other nations. In Japan, 15% of housing is, is prefab stuff built of steel and factories, and then shipped and put and dropped in place, way, way, way cheaper. In Great Britain, they're also having remarkable success with prefab housing. The, the prefab housing image of, oh, it's going to just fall apart when there's a heavy wind or a heavy rain, ignores how much manufacturing progress that there's been. But yet in California, as far as I know, has been almost no serious exploration of using what's worked elsewhere. It's kind of bizarre.
0: Uh, Let's talk about San Onofre, Uh, you know, of course, it's a nuclear facility that's storing 1,600 tons of waste, it needs somewhere to go, you know, this issue has sort of long stalled, there's not a solution yet, but uh, Congressman Mike Levin is making some progress on that, Uh, what can you tell me about it?
1: Well, in the 1980s, Congress approved and spent billions of dollars on plans to build a nuclear storage facility in Yucca Mountain, an obscure part of Nevada, north of, of Las Vegas. The plan was approved, people were ready to proceed with it. That part of Nevada even was actually not minding it because it would provide jobs, you know, in the same way that a prison provides jobs. But uh, it stalled in the 1990s and a series of presidential administrations from Clinton to Bush 43 to Obama uh, saw no political advantage in pushing for it in a state that's a classic swing state. Nevada is a classic swing state. And Harry Reid, uh, the senator from Nevada, who was for a long time the Democratic leader of the Senate, also made it clear that it was, it was an over his dead body kind of thing. So America basically made progress on this issue for about three years in the 1980s and has done nothing since. Meanwhile, France has nuclear power providing 70% of its energy and nuclear power, unlike gas and, and coal and oil, doesn't create emissions that contribute to the climate emergency. So. It's a really frustrating situation. I give Levin credit for, uh, for, for trying to do something about this. And the fact that 34 states have nuclear plants with this problem suggests you can create a broad coalition. But what are we gonna do if at the end of the day we have no single state that's willing to accept this? And it's not clear if we'll find a state that's, that's willing to say, yeah, give me your thousands of tons of nuclear waste. Final
0: question, the Olympics are underway in Tokyo. We editorialized on this earlier this uh, week, you know, COVID is on the rise. Some of the the athletes have tested positive. That's not a good thing, but you know, it was kind of inspiring to learn, I learned that, uh, you know, California does have, um, you know, sort of a history in shaping the Olympics. Can you tell me more about that?
1: Sure. In the 1920s at the Olympics in Paris and Amsterdam, a charismatic swimmer named Johnny Weissmuller, who later became Tarzan won five gold medals and inspired the rest of the world to really embrace swimming in the same way that Californians had for a long, long time in 1932. And then 1984, uh, Los Angeles hosted the Olympics and it led to its commercialization, which some people will see as a bad thing, but other people will see as good because it means athletes can get compensated in 1996. uh, The Atlanta Olympics introduced beach volleyball, a California staple invented in Santa Monica. And this year they're introducing skateboarding and surfing skateboarding, pretty much a California thing, surfing, we stole it from Hawaii, but we'll take co-credit for it. So it's really interesting that uh, in in consistent ways for decades, California has helped shape the Olympics, even if it's only hosted two of the Olympics in the last hundred years.
0: Good luck to all of the Californians participating in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. I'm Christy Totten, host of the
1: San Diego News Fix. We'll be back Monday.